0: M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-P-P-I, the land of homochittas in Lake Dixie Springs. We finally landed in Mississippi after a traffic-strewn journey from Indiana. My goodness, that jaunt from Louisville to Nashville in 65 was insane. More than once, little Gabriel was in the back going, Dad, the speed limit sign says 70. Why are we going 10? And what was interesting, it was a classic example of sometimes what slows down traffic. is not an actual accident. It's just people looking over where the excitement is happening. Because on two of those stops where we came to a dead stop for miles, once you got up to the obstruction, it was like, you know, three people pulled over on the side of the road because one person blew a tire. And there was a police officer there and their lights were going for safety. And everybody had to stop, take a look. And the next thing you know, traffic's backed up for 20 miles. <clears throat> but we made it. After a quick evening of rest, family coming over, everybody saying hello. The next day, <clears throat> the adventures begin in earnest with a float down the Homachitta River. Now, if there's a more southern sounding name than Homachitta, I don't know what it is. And then after that float, as they call it, down the Homa Chitta on canoes and kayaks, we spent a relaxing evening at my aunt and uncle's house. On the gorgeous Lake Dixie Springs. Now, the chitta that we started the day sure did bring back some good memories from when I was a little boy. More than a few summers, I can remember being spent down there, speeding along the banks on the Chitta on old school three-wheelers, the kind that were banned, by the way, because they would tip over and kill people, but not in Mississippi. We ran around like our hair was on fire, knowing that it was a little dangerous, but sometimes that area of being a little dangerous is where you find the most fun. The Homachita is just an amazing river. It's very shallow. Most of the ways you're floating along, you can put your oar down and it's maybe a foot deep. Many places less than a foot, no more than a couple of feet. Pretty much other than, you know, a couple of times in the year when it gets a lot of rain and it floods, it quickly goes back. Perfect river for floating we didn't see any other people on the river except for us, and we went for like three hours, miles and miles and miles from the point we set in down to the river house that my aunt and uncle had built on the home Chitta, on some land that they had bought. The river itself is pretty wide, but then it has these wide sand banks that will just go on what seems like for miles. And you can imagine as a kid going down that on three wheelers and then jumping off and getting in the water and then getting back on the three wheeler. It was just, you know, an amazing, magical time, especially seeing the looks on my kids' faces as they saw it for the first time. Relatives everywhere. There was over twenty of us there on the river. Family from all generations. Racing each other, laughing with each other, passing Water back and forth in the kayaks and canoes, stopping along the way to go swimming. Everybody was smiling. Everybody was happy. It was a wonderful day of excitement and wonder. And then that night, I came back to my aunt and uncle's house. Everybody kind of gathered to eat. Then people kind of went their own separate ways. People were kind of tired. And I spent a good bit of it out by the pool with my boy, Gabriel. Georgia was off doing arts, doing painting with some of her cousins, and I, and Gabriel swam, I think we figured it out, he swam for almost four hours, now about an hour of it, I was in there myself, getting myself wore out, remembering that I'm not nine any longer, I'm much, much older, but it felt like a workout, so I felt like I did something. As the sun went down and it got dark, he stayed in the pool, we turned the lights on, his sister finally arrived from playing with her cousins, and she jumped into the pool, but It was quickly interrupted by a good old fashioned southern storm, a thunder and lightning and heat. We got out of the pool, we went inside and watched a little bit of the Olympics, but didn't take much for me to say, hey, you guys ready for bed? And they all kind of looked at me, completely worn out by water and family and rushing currents in excitement and running around. And they had no problem saying, oh, yeah, let's go to bed and they were out. What a day. Now, more than once, more than a couple of times on the river, whether it was a passing canoe or a kayak, one of my family members smiled over at me and said something like, man, you don't need much more than this, do you? I agreed every time. I nodded my head. I smiled. I thought about the podcast and how we end every episode being reminded of. The same thing could be said for the pool beside the lake. You don't need much more than this, but how easily we forget it. You know, you, you, you go back to your, your day-to-day routine and your day-to-day worries, and you're overwhelmed with stimulus and information, and you forget that timeless joy really is just a river away. It's just a swimming pool away. It's just a big old-fashioned dinner away. Now, I was preparing to talk about this. I thought about some feedback I get occasionally because, unfortunately, even though I've been blessed to have a large family, spent a lifetime getting together with them, not everybody is that way. And I've had some people say to me, well, what if you don't have a family like that? And occasionally, it can be said in sort of a, I don't want to say bitter, that might be too strong of a word, but in a way, it's not a happy way. You know, maybe it's someone that grew up, they didn't have a big extended family. Maybe it's somebody who now is divorced and they're single. Maybe it's someone that never got married. Well, here's what I would say to you. Don't let the fact that some people have big, happy families make you bitter. Inspire you. Inspire you. Every day there's a child born somewhere who's not loved. Every day there's a child somewhere looking to be adopted. Everywhere there are other people who are alone. And when you come together in love and in faith and community and you build relationships, that's your family and you can make it as wonderful and as joyous as you want. Trust me, when a bunch of us get, get, get together, there are plenty of people that married in <laughs> that didn't necessarily come from the same type of family. But once they're in, they are in and they enjoy the benefit of it and they are treated just like everybody else. It's worth pursuing. It is worth getting out of your shell, getting up. And then if you have a big family, maybe you haven't done things in years and maybe you don't do enough together. You can start those traditions right now and I don't care how, what your age is. I mean, on that river, we had all ages from six to 70 floating down the river and it don't matter if it was the hundredth time you'd been down that river or the first. I tell you, You'd have a smile on your face. You'd have joy in your heart. And you know what the best thing is when you're in that environment? I mean, you're just sitting around being lazy talking. It's easy in life to point fingers, talk about how bad things are, talk about how you know things aren't gonna change. But when you are on a river and you're having fun and you're smiling, and you're pulling over and you're swimming. You know what you don't hear? (laughs) You you don't hear talk about politics. You don't hear talk about how the world's going to hell in a handbasket. You don't talk about the other, the people that are different from you. You know why? Because you don't care. Because in that moment, you know you got all you need and you got what those other people aren't going to take away. And you hold on to it dearly and you never forget it. And I think what you'll find, is, like me, it energizes you to focus even more on the things that matter. So grab a family member, grab a friend, make a new friend, become a big brother or big sister, become a foster parent, go grab that neighbor that is as lonely as you are, if that's the case, and go do something this weekend magical, go Get yourself wore out and tired on a river, in a park, walking along a stream, watching kids play in a playground, calling a family member that you haven't called for a while. Do something where you just wear yourself out with fun, where you get to the point that it's the end of the day and it don't matter what's on TV and it doesn't matter what usually rouses you up, that all you want to do is just go to bed and shut your eyes and go to sleep and it's all all right. Last night, I had no trouble getting to sleep. There were very few worries on my mind. I hit the pillow in an old school feather bed, by the way, which is very cool, thanks to my Aunt Peggy. It had been my Uncle Luke's mother's. No telling what stories that bed has, huh? How old that bed is, pretty cool. And I went to sleep fast because it had been the type of day that you'll never forget that reminds you, what does that remind you of? You know, you know what it reminds you of. That when you focus on the things that matter, you're able to aim higher. You're able to spread your wings and soar and wear yourself out on the good things. And it becomes even easier to continue to focus on the things that matter, family, faith, and community. And negativity floats away and depression floats away. And all you're left with are the good things, the things that you remember, the things that remind you what life is about, no matter what your age, no matter what your situation, no matter what pain you have felt in your life. And you can experience it today with the ones you love, or maybe tomorrow with a little bit of work on expanding your community, expanding your family reaching out to others that maybe have never experienced the same thing and you want to give them a dose of that awesomeness. Because if we do, and that is what we focus on, you know what we all find, don't you? We all find peace. You've been listening to the Pilgrim's Odyssey. Make sure you comment, share, and like this podcast so all of us together can let our light shine. For books, videos, and more content from me, your host, Please visit Silouan.com. That is Silouan, S-I-L-O-U-A-N.com. Until your next visit on the Pilgrim's Odyssey, I'm your guide on life's wild ride, Silouan Green. the trees. I just rode.